Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rayalas Nani Podcast. I'm your host, Seti, and joining me, as always, is Rompas. Rompas, how are you doing? Uh, really good, really good. Um, nice to be back, and uh, especially be, uh, the, the reason behind it, whether or not it's a, a quote-unquote valid tournament, it, yeah. we have another classical radio to go through, so really excited about that. Yeah, there's a lot of things we got to get to in, the, in, in this hour. Um, so let's kick it off. Uh, I'm currently we're currently recording on a Sunday night. Um, right now, FC Dallas is playing Inter Miami, and they're going to PKs. Uh, mm-hmm. This game is on steroids. So if you if you watched it, you you know what I'm talking about. If you did it, um, yeah, this game was in the United States. It's like um, you know they're charging a lot to go see Messi. I, I I believe if you paid a lot of money, I think you got your money's worth for this game. You got eight goals. Um, yeah, it, it's insane. I'm not sure if you watched it or saw any of the highlights on on social media, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's yeah, I, it's a it's a crazy game. I did saw the highlights. Uh, I didn't. I haven't watched the, the <laughs> actual um, like tro- the the entire game. Yeah. But this this comes in handy to one of my theories of of uh, of uh, how. They are trying to um, boost up soccer, as United yeah. States call them, uh, uh, in, in the U.S. fan base. Uh, it's only a, a, a matter of analyzing the, the most uh, popular sports there. Yeah. They, they get a pretty much an instant gratification, whether it's MLB, a, NBA, yeah. NFL. So, so I think that this this is going to help a lot to the fan base. Yeah. Uh, to to grow the fan base there in, yeah. in the U- U.S. Yeah, you, you gotta. Um, what's funny is that there's some people in Mexico City that believe that if uh, America is gone, well, now that Chivas is gone, um, you know, <laughs> the tournament's gonna <laughs> suffer. No, it's the tournament will suffer once Messi is out. That's when, that's, mm-hmm. when, that's, when, that's when this yes, tournament will suffer. Uh, but let's all right. Let's get into Monterrey because um, there's a lot of things we gotta get into. There's the Sergio Canales okay. transfer happening. There's the Lucas Moda transfer not happening. Uh, mm-hmm. There's Bertarame injury happening, and uh, in, in, in all of this, um, Monterrey started out the season, um, you know, two wins, uh, one draw, and then uh, three wins to start the league's cup. So uh, let's start with Sergio Canales because um, that that was a big transfer. Um, he, they finally got to number ten. He's going to be the, the what Diego Diego Valdez was in um, in America in at America for Tan Ortiz. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that. He's going to be that engine. Yeah, everything's mm-hmm. gonna go through him, mm-hmm. and you get him at the right age, 32 years old. I don't know why some people had an issue with the age. I mean, mm-hmm. if, <laughs> at 32, you're you're still. I mean, you're not in your prime anymore, but I'm pretty sure he can still give you two, three, four. I would say. Let, at least let, three, let me let me stop you right there because this is gonna sound uh, that we're contradicting ourselves because of the the players that we have mentioned in the past. When it comes to age, we have always said, me, me, especially me and you, or, or you and I, however it's said, uh, that it's uh, the prime of a player. It's always going to be, especially for a striker or an offensive player, is going to be from 28 to 32, right? But we do have to take into consideration this. We're talking about a 
different animal here. Yeah, yeah this is the guy coming from, from the second best yeah. league in the world. <laughs> You're kidding. So, that's, so, why, so, that's why I, I see, like, there's some players in, that go to Brazil. For example, mm -hmm. Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is 36 years old, but he was going... I mean, technically, he, he had, like, a pit stop at... Um, at Nacional before he went to Gremio, yes. but he was coming from he was coming from La Liga, you know. Mm -hmm. At 36 years old, I mean, you still see him putting up pretty good numbers um, for a striker playing in our in in the, in the best league in the Americas. Like hands mm -hmm. down, it Brazil's the best league in, in on this yes. you know North America and South America, and so yeah, you, you're right. There's it's just a different piece. There, like it's different to grab a 36 year old from MLS. Um, exactly. Uh, Mexico, even South America, it would be too much. But if Let's you're grabbing like, like this. if you're grabbing someone in their mid thirties that's coming from playing off the Premier League or La Liga, that's that's just a different that's a different topic of discussion. That's you're yeah. having another discussion. Just so so people can like have an, a, a vision or like a, a, a visual, more to be more precise, is saying like, let's say that Slatan Ibrahimovic didn't retire at 42 and he came to Reals. He's still gonna break the fucking league. Like, it's just different. Like, it's, it's, uh, you called it the a big transfer that Canales won just about two minutes ago. And I, I would, I would argue this is the biggest transfer in, in our club history, in Monterey history, at least on paper. Because you can always compare to Suazo, but Suazo, first they, they're not on the same, uh, they're, they're not the same uh, position, right? But second of all, Suazo came from South America, and he always played there. So this is a different thing. Like Canales has been at the top of uh, 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 of his game. He ha he has been one of the top. Tens, number tens in La Liga, just six months ago. So he won the the Nations Nations League with Spain with his country, being pretty 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 fundamental to do that. Uh, and uh, so so we we're about to see obviously a lot of things can happen, but at least on paper, I'm willing to say that it is the best signing that we have done. In almost 79 years, easy. And just a quick, uh, how long do you think it's going to take him to 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 adapt? I, I feel like it shouldn't take him that long because this guy's coming, like he's coming down, like he's not he's mm -hmm. not going up, he's going down. <laughs> That's so. I feel like his adaptation period should be a little bit faster than what you're used to. It's not like you're grabbing someone from South America, um, mm -hmm. whether it's Argentina, Colombia, Ecuador, or something like that, where it's like. Um, yeah, it's just either you think it's at the same level or you think, you know, they're climbing up, going to Liga Mekis, um, but this guy's coming down. Um, mm -hmm. how long do you think it's going to take him to, to just for him to be like, okay, I'm comfortable here. I'm ready to dominate the league. I don't think that it's a matter of analysis adjusting to the league. I think it's a matter of his teammates adjusting to the speed of, on his on his way of thinking, the way that that guy thinks it's above average, you see it in his passes, you see it in how... The only thing that we can reference on, right, 
its last game against um, what was it Portland I think yeah Portland uh, Timbers yeah so the, so the guy came like 20 minutes 15 minutes uh, uh, before the game start, uh, ended and you can see in Mexico we, we have a saying that tú puedes ver que tan comelones alguien solo por como agarra el taco so translating it uh, to English, it would be something along the lines of you can see the quality of a player just by how he stands on the pitch, right? You can see he's on another level. He did a couple of uh, crosses that were maybe not that amazing to some people, but but mind you, it's his first 15 to 20 minutes with that team. So it's going to take a little bit of, of adjusting for the team. There's a play, I remember, there's a play, a, a counterattack, where he was able to take a shot, but he decided to, to give that pass to Cortizo, who ended up, as pretty much always, <laughs> uh, Cortizo ended up, like yeah, having some issues to control the ball, and then we lose that that ball. But the thing is that that's a, a, a perfect example of what I'm saying. You can assume that the guy is gonna do something because that's how we think. That's how we are uh, accustomed to 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 see football over here in Mexico, especially, right? But he's he's gonna do what he's doing right now things that we are not used to. So if the fans are not used to, I'm only, I can only hope that the ones that need to adjust do it really fast, which is his teammates. That, that's pretty much what, I, what I'm trying to say. Like, it, there's no such thing as Canales adjusting to the Liga MX because as you said, he's coming down a couple of steps. Not just one, like from from uh, La Liga to to La Liga MX, we're talking about at least a good ten steps. Yeah, least. he's not even coming. Like I said, he's not coming to the best league in the Americas, too. You know, exactly. he's not coming to that. Exactly. So yeah, so um, so it is it is like that. But yeah, yeah, I, I I you know I'm trying to get through all these topics because we only got an hour. Um, but anything else you want to add? Yeah, no, I'm trying to do it because you know the, 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 we got to stick to that because I don't want to. I don't want to like because you know the, the classic order here is on Tuesday, so like I want to like people to to enjoy this and to consume it out as much as you can before uh, the game on Tuesday. So, uh, but is there anything else you want to touch on, Canales? Um, obviously, it was a long saga. People, I, I get that you know people got tired of it, but like when you're chasing players in Europe. I mean, this is how it is. This is this is how it is chasing play. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people follow a European team, and there's yep. sagas. There's like, you get tired of it. I mean, I, I, like I said, I write for for a PSG website, and I'm right now in the Dembele saga, uh, the the Mbappe saga. So, it, it, you know, obviously it's my job to like write a lot of stuff, but even then, it's just like how much, how long can this last? Uh, but these are you know, if you're gonna go for your players in Europe. Um, they're gonna take their time. <laughs> they're not gonna be like, "Oh, sure, let me let me grab the money right away." You know, they're gonna take their time. They're not gonna jump on anything. But uh, anything else you want to add um, on the Canales front? Uh, obviously, I, I I would like to I would like to think he's he's gonna start against Tigres. I mean, we're gonna talk about the the, the playing surface when the, we talk about Bertrame, 
but this is, I believe, Houston um, Dynamo Stadium is grass. I don't think it's turf or anything like that. So I, do you think he should start? Do you think he should get the, the start right now? He already has 20, 25 minutes under his belt. Do you think, mm -hmm. all right, it's do or die here. We don't have, well, like I said, we'll get to the Mestadami stuff, but right now we don't have our best number nine that was in good rhythm. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think? Do you think Tan Ortiz should, should be like, okay, yep, let's... That's let's, a tough one. Let's, yeah. What do you think? Uh, all right. So, well, first, before I answer that, um, about the Canales saga, just wanted to remind people how all the establishment said on July 7th of 2023 that the canal signing was not gonna happen they did a bunch of uh of uh content right radio wise and television wise saying that they filled up their ratings with that nonsense and only yours truly kept on that wagon and time ended up putting everything in place just quick reminder of that so about canales there's two ways to look at it First, this is the type of games you brought it for. You brought them exactly for this type of games, the the important games. Whether it's a uh, Tigres or, or it could be whatever team, uh, but obviously being Tigres, it is a little, bit, a little bit more important. Makes the stage more important because let's face it, it's only octavos. I don't know how to say it in English. Uh, uh, so uh, it's around the 16. Okay, thank you. So, if in on paper it wouldn't be as important if it wasn't theaters, right? So, again, one way of looking at it is this: you brought them for that particular reason. So, because the 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 speech that the management sold to us was that we need players for big time moments, clutch players. That 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 uh, take us to the next level, right? But on the flip side, he has only been here like I don't know one week and a half. So have him go through that pressure, and let's say that he flops. I don't think that the fans are gonna be as hard as the press is gonna be. So the the establishment will put him. Through a microscope, let's say that we ended up losing one nil, and Guignac does his thing, and Canales doesn't. So that conversation is gonna be really tiring. And again, we we are still two three weeks away from from the from La Liga match to be back. So it's gonna be hell here, right? But yeah. again, he he's supposed to be that guy. He 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 should start. I just I just hope that they don't look at the assists and the goals. I mean, obviously he can have assists, but like like I said, he's a number ten. Look at his key passes. Look at his progressive passes. Like that's the set you got to look at to mm -hmm. to really get a, a a a good sense of whether he's a he's you know how you know infant you know he's helping the team produce mm -hmm. scoring chances. That that's that's his role. His role. He's not a striker. Mm -hmm. He's not even a, a a guy that's gonna give you a lot of assists. His role is to be the the link between the midfield and the forwards. He's supposed yeah. to be that pass. He's the one that provides the pass before the pass that leads to the goal. Obviously, exactly. he can score goals. He can do assists. I'm not saying that's not gonna happen, but 
to to realistically look at his contribution, you got to look at you know the key passes, all those types of metrics to to get a sense of whether he's actually affecting the team. Because if he does, if he has like five key passes, but nobody scores a goal, and like yeah, you said, Tigres win one nothing. <laughs> what more can he do? You know, he's not a like he, he, people are going to compare him to the to a striker. They yeah, shouldn't I mean, do that. You know. The thing is that that uh, we we uh, and by we meaning you and I and a lot of I want to say everybody who listens to this podcast and a good good amount of people on on Twitter we understand that. But the thing is that. The majority of people is not here. It's not in, on Twitter. It's out there, right? The the yeah. the quote unquote pedestrian when it comes to all of this uh, uh, football talks, right? So, for them, they only are able to think what they told by the media, right? Mm. And the media, obviously, to sell, they are doing that already. They are yeah. Canales to Guignac, which is nonsense. We all yeah. know it. Yeah, you well, always, you, I was even, it's not even like Monterrey. Like, I watch ES, uh, Football Picante, they're always like, oh, Rayados is looking for their bomba too. Like, they have to respond to like Guignac, and like people forget yeah, that, that Tigres was responding to Swazi. <laughs> and mm-hmm, it's like yeah. that, that just like gets so overlooked that it's like, we're just going to ignore the, the Chilean that was fucking killing the league. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, let, let's just leave it there. We, yeah. we agree he should start, and we'll see what happens on, on Tuesday. Um, let's go over to the other transfer that a lot of people wanted to happen. I wanted to happen. You want it. I'm pretty sure everybody who didn't want – I don't want to get into this because I don't really want to pay attention to it because, like you said, there's people who are rooting for the Lucas Moore transfer not to happen so they can be right. I'm not yes. going to pay attention to that. Like, that's just we, – we've gone into discussions of people rooting against the club just so they can be right or they can be like, you see, I had it right. Or see, you should have listened to me. It's just, you know, it's like, like, the I funny part is that nobody, no, nobody cares. That's the yeah, funny part. It's just, they, even when they are right, nobody gives a fuck. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm just not a fan of that. I just like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I watch other sports. There's players that I don't like that are, or coaches or managers that I don't like, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to be like, yeah, lose. So, so you, <laughs> yeah, you can know, be right. fired. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I'm just not gonna do that. Um, but anyways, just, uh, Lucas Moore. Really quick, really quick before before you say uh, whatever what in, whatever you're gonna say after. Uh, just really quick. See the difference between fans of of the actual club and fans of themselves, right? Yeah. We have said here numerous times that we were not fans of Busetich, right? Numerous times since he got uh, selected. To yeah, since he was he was hired, like he he was a bombero, whatever you want to mm-hmm, call yeah. it. After yeah, yeah, that, yeah. they decided, you know what, stick around for two years. Like I was mm-hmm. not a fan of that hire, but I'm not yes. gonna wish him to fail because why am I gonna exactly. want my team to fail? I was happy that he was proving me wrong that he got 40 mm-hmm. points. You know, exactly. I I I was, I, I was hoping that he would change his ways and be like mm-hmm. instead of you know. Like we saw against all, you know, even against Santos, even though they passed, where it's like we're not going to go for the kill. We're just going to pull it back once we have an advantage, you know. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we've had this discussion. We've had, we we had like discussions with like Miguel Layu when he was with like with, with different mm-hmm. players. It's like we 
Yeah. Or, or players that are even Nico Sanchez, where it's like his time is, you know, it's time to move on because you can see his age, his defending isn't that good. But obviously, I'm not going to want them to fail. Like, be like, oh, yeah, look, you know, miss a PK so you can, so I can finally keep saying, well, let's get rid of him because he came and scored PKs or he's getting defense. Like, it's just, that's, that's, it's, that's nonsense that's that I what really it. try not to, to pay attention to. But I know you address it in your spaces, you even tweet mm-hmm. it out and be like, there's people who, who, like you said, rather see the club fail or players fail or managers fail so they can have the right. So they can be like, see, I told you so. See, I was always mm-hmm. right. Everybody should listen to me. What yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But, but just wanted to just wanted to, to make that clear that uh, it is a difference. And uh, you can see it in, in the actual talks or, or the tweets or whatever it is that you look for. You're gonna find me or Eddie or or whoever criticizing X or, or Y uh, situation or player, but at the same time we have the capacity of saying, "Good, great thing, forty points." Yeah, I would awesome. always I would always like to be wrong. I would always like to look yes. like a fool because right. it means my club like they're doing well for the team that I'm rooting for. You know, right. I would always rather look like a fool, like an idiot, than. Mm-hmm. You know, I was right. I had the right, you know, be right. But anyways, I don't know. There's I some people operate were... differently. Uh, Lucas Mora. Yes. Uh, that saga lasted about close to two months, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are reports that he had an offer from Monterrey. That's not even, that's not like, let's, there was an offer. There was an offer. There was, yes. Uh, obviously decided to go against that offer. Went with like a six months contract for Sao Paulo um, oh. you know I'm I don't know I, I guess you know he wants to have that I went back yada yada um, doesn't want to look bad even if it's six months like you oh. know I, that's oh. not to me to me look I'm not a, I, I'm not in his shoes but a six month I, like I said I follow other sports they, you know uh, a six, uh, he doesn't if, if a, a team is going to offer you a three year contract was what Monterey was offering that's he has the security because he can get injured at top he can get injured at top follow screw his knee up twist his ankle i mean we saw albert dami twist something up and then you have no financial security or you don't mean you got no security because the club can say you know what man six months all right goodbye uh and like and sao paulo doesn't have like the best uh financial situation right now so um i mean i mean you know all respect to him if he wanted to make that decision that's fine uh, but what would you make of that entire situation? All right. So first, uh, to be perfectly clear, it's uh, the agreement with São Paulo is four months. It's not six. It's just December, right? First, second, the the offer existed. Obviously, it was the best offer that he had on the table. He had Turkey. He had uh, Saudi Arabia. He had MLS and uh monterey sulfur and at the very end sao paulo's because there were not in the picture up until the last two ah just one week before the 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 decision was made they were not even on the radar right so it it is uh interesting how the then the everything unveiled because even though 
you had the best offer, the one that made more sense, the in every in every sense uh, that matters being the for for Lucas Moura to get to Monterey, he was gonna be a star, immediate star, which is not gonna happen at Sao Paulo or MLS or whatever he decides to go. Uh, the money was better, the long term relationship, the the project itself was a better was better suited for a guy like him. I'm not gonna sit here and trash stuff him because it's not necessary. I I guess that uh, at the end of the day they are uh, they are uh, entitled to their own decisions more so when it's a free agent. So he is he decided that it was best for his family to be there. I don't know nostalgic reasons or whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm not percent so, sure. It's like nostalgic reasons i mean you saw people um i got, I got into it with a lot of self follow fans yeah I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah they're 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 they really were they were really tapping into this nostalgic um mm -hmm. i mean that that's why he committed for four months like i said like you said i'm not gonna trash him uh i can understand why mm -hmm. I, he wants to return back to that stadium in the in the future uh he doesn't want to be labeled as a traitor or whatever the hell they were calling him for that. Um, but, you know. I mean, it made sense. It made sense at the end of the day because he is Brazilian. He is, uh, his family is set there. So it is understandable. Now that the, 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 all the, the, the things are more clear, you can understand, and especially now that we're more calm, because right when it happened, in me included, I was I was mad because I was like, "Fuck this!" I mean, it didn't make sense at all. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that they they are they are uh, humans to begin with, so they're gonna they're gonna do they're gonna take make decisions. Sometimes it seems weird for whoever is outside of it, but when you put yourself in his shoes, you kind of understand, and you you. I'm pretty sure everybody would would have done the same thing, regardless of the length of the of the of the agreement and the money. Right? Yeah, because yeah. it's not it's not that anymore, right? So, you know, and and to be honest, like going on onto the pitch, I would I, I kind of really wanted this deal to happen because he's a different sport because he had he still has speed. Like he, yeah, mm -hmm. he's 30 years old, but. You know, he still has speed, and that's something Monterrey doesn't have. Monterrey doesn't have like a speedy win. Duan Vergara was supposed to be that type of winger that can give you some some speed. Jao um, mm -hmm. I don't see him as like a speedy winger that's gonna run up and down. You know, that's gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna take one on one, and then I'm gonna fly, or you know, just mm -hmm. give me the ball, yeah. give me a through ball, I'm gonna fly, you know, and get it. Um, no. I, I that, that that's a profile yeah, comes, I really wanted. Comes, like outside of like, oh, that's a really big name, yeah. you know. The, what the qualities he has, I would have really, really wanted at Monterey just because he, he's a different type of winger um, that Monterey doesn't have. Yeah, it, his skill set, uh, I think they're speak for themselves. I don't think there's any player right now in, in, in La Liga MX who even comes remotely close to what he's capable of, even though, as you said, he's 30. Again, that, that, that's. Uh, that age thing works different for people who has been 
at that at a top level for so long, such as Moda or, or even Canales. Uh, it's just different. Now, I just saw him, I think it was yesterday, on, on a highlight reel of Sao, Sao Paulo's, I think. Uh, I don't remember who he was facing, but I was seeing that he still has speed. He, he, he has the skill set, and it would have been awesome to see him here. Like, I'm not going to front and say otherwise. It, it was going to be a huge, a huge difference uh, uh, when it comes to the, the starting 11. To have yeah. that guy here, it, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Uh, the Leafs Cup. Let, let, um, let's talk about the tournament overall, and then we'll talk about, obviously, the, the big story, which is um, Bertarami, you know, fracturing his, um, his foot. Um, wasn't his ankle. I saw his ankle. People were tweeting out ankle, but it was his foot. Um, uh, fingers. Uh, the, 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 it was, I'm going to say it in Spanish. Maybe you can translate it. it they're called uh, metatarsianos. Uh, Metaparsal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they showed, they showed I mean, the, if second, you're on third. social media, you saw like the x ray that was circulating. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, oof, oof, you know, that does not look, that does not, that looks painful. Um, and hopefully, we'll, we'll talk about it right now, but let's talk about Leagues Cup overall. Um, Monterrey started off dominating uh, Real Salt Lake, 3 nothing win. They did get lucky. Real Salt Lake just couldn't convert for whatever reason. Their, their scoring <laughs> chance, they couldn't convert any of their scoring chances. So they got lucky that. They, they were able to, and two of them came on like on the counter. The first two goals came on the counter and the other one came on the set piece. And really uh, fast. And, yeah. And then against Seattle, everybody was going crazy those first 10 minutes after uh, they gave up two goals. Um, mm -hmm. And then things settled down towards the end. They were able to tie it 2-2 going into halftime. And then they were able to just pull away scoring two goals for a 4-2 win. And then in the uh, round of 32 against the uh, Portland Timbers, they just needed one goal. Maxis Mesa towards the end of the towards the end of the first half scored a really really perfect goal with a perfect mm -hmm. pass from Luis Romo, who is all of a sudden I would say he's the best midfielder from Monterrey. Like yes. if he were to go down, that's when everybody should hit the panic button because he is he is so so good. I don't I don't know when that you know switch turned on. But it just turned on, and you saw it even for Mexico. He was just at another level, and now he's just brought it over to Monterrey, even though he's he's still playing at that great level. You saw the nutmeg that led to the pass um, yes. to, to Maxi Mesa, and then Maxi Mesa with, the, with an amazing goal. Mm -hmm. uh, what's been your takeaway from these uh, three games so far? Monterrey has been dominated offensively for the first two games. The game against Portland was kind of... Uh, Closely, closely contested. Even got heated towards the end, where there was a lot of pushing and shoving. Esteban that, Andrade, that got me worried because Roman <laughs> was saw a red card at the at the and, end. But and then, on the podcast, it was uh, our old friend Yimi Charan. Um, yes, because <laughs> it was that's not the two the end of bracket. I don't know if that was like if they were the ones who started, but that's who they said. I don't know if they got it right or wrong. Uh, Luis Romo got a red card. Mm -hmm. And that <laughs> was a. I was like, okay, you already had Bertrami injured. Who, yes. You had Luis Romo pick up a red, but Var was able to overturn that red because that was a straight red, and straight reds you can, uh, you can review. Yeah. You know, if it's mm -hmm. two yellows, you can't review that, but if it's a straight red, 
VAR can intervene and say, you know, hold on, hold on, that's just a yellow card, and what she was given yeah. a yellow card. So, Ruiz it, was, it wasn't Jimmy. It was his brother. I don't remember his name. It was, uh, I want to say David, something like that. It was a shut up, but it wasn't Jimmy. It was the brother who, who ended oh, okay. up talking uh, uh, Romo and then kind of doing like this elbow thing to Matt. Yeah, they didn't show the replay. Like I'm just, I was just going off their word for, um, and obviously if they have just shut on, like, you know, mm-hmm. they, I can understand the confusion, but they were just going like they, they didn't show the replay at least on R and on. I was watching it on two then I like, watch it on yeah. Apple TV and and uh, I don't know what else they're doing in New Mexico, but um. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we saw it at the end. Uh, I was watching it on, I think, obviously Apple TV, but I think it was on Prime or, or some Amazon Prime, something like that, where the the signal isn't actually Apple, it's uh, Fox Sports USA. Yeah. Okay. So, so we did see the replay. When, yeah, because Duena didn't show the replay. I was waiting for the replay to see what yeah. who started because it was like really, literally. They don't show the anything. It was, it was literally Apple, at the end of the game. Um, on Apple TV, they don't show any replays. Remember yeah. the like the rose hand that was the handball that was on the first leg. Yeah, yeah. Like ridiculously uh, gross, and <laughs> nobody show any replays of that. Yeah, I, that, 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 that's how I was able to grab that, and they they uh, they showed it again. Like it, 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 this thing's all over the place with the broadcast, so you can be watching two two to you, know, you can be watching the same game, but just have two or three different broadcasts. Uh, but uh, is there anything that stood out to you in this in this uh, league's cup for you? Is there anybody that's either surprised you with how they're played, either good or bad? Anything that stood out to you? Because um, we don't have to analyze all three. I think I just can, we can, I can bunch all three of them in, and and yeah. you can just point out, pick out anything that stood out to you in this in these three uh, games. The the thing that stood out the most was the way of uh, adjusting to each situation that Danortis had. Uh, because let's face it, the I don't know why people were was uh, surprised when we were two nil. Uh, against Seattle, when the I think it was Seattle, right? The one that we ended up, yes, and yeah, it was when, Seattle, right? So I don't, I don't, I don't understand the, the like the surprise because against Salt Lake, that was going to be the case. The difference was that the Salt Lake didn't convert their chances, but they did have chances, and, and at the very beginning too. So it was a matter of of. Uh, I don't know luck if you want to say it like that, but then also what uh what uh strike me uh for the best I would say is that the speed of of the offensive attacks like you can see the first game the two first goals are just on a whole nother level for MLS period obviously. But the first two goals, even though one was an own goal, the actual plays, just two, three passes, and then boom. And then you did it again against uh, against yeah, Seattle. That way of just being on that, being that precise at that speed is really hard. And that, that comes only with work and work and work. So that that I took my head off to, to, to my hat off to to Tan Ortiz on that regard because I didn't know that Maxi Rodrigo Aguirre or Berterame or even 
Eric Aguirre were able to play like that. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know. That. So so it was good. Now at at the round of the the thirty two round, um, it, it is logical to not assume that we're gonna just go all the way uh, offensively and and uh, try to win five nil. Yeah. It is logical to to assume that that uh, even though Monterey had chances to to be a little bit more uh, uh, comfortable with the with the end result because Maxi Mesa had one kind of attack that, that he 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 missed uh, against the post the left post yeah. a beautiful kind of attack by the way a beautiful pass from Joao beautiful beautiful then. The Bertrame, where he when he got injured, it was another kind of attack that he ended up not resolving because of the actual injury. Yeah, uh, and there was one that he missed too happened. earlier in the game. Um, I think it was in the first half where it was just mm-hmm. him and he just sailed it. Like it was just yeah. him. He could, if he just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was like uh, I think it was like uh, Medina who who made a cross from the right wing. After a play with with Maxi and and uh, it was kind of like a penalty kick situation, but with the ball moving and he ended up missing for a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, but so we did have chance. Now I say that to say this: uh, I don't think that we're gonna see another result like four, five, three. Uh, no, I, mm. I. I mean, it's football and everything can yeah. happen. And, but but I see it more like this, more like another one or two, one or one nil, something like that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, I don't see. I don't, especially on this side of the bracket where you mm-hmm. got. Even if Monterrey advances, I'm. Betting, I'm betting. I'm. I'm. Pers- I'm personally hoping that LAFC advances so they can play in LA, um, mm-hmm. and that's just going to be another tough matchup. It's it's just it's just going to be tough matchup after tough matchup until you mm-hmm. get to the final, um, where quote unquote Messi is going to be waiting for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, did, did that game ended now? Yeah, yeah. Enter Miami one. <laughs> now you can see all the conspiracy. Well, right now once yeah. we're done recording, you can go look at the conspiracy theories that people have. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I do like I, also I, I like I want to say that Tanortis, and I don't know if you agree with this, he makes adjustments so fast right away. Yes. Like that is a breath of fresh air. Like you see, he would he will pull Funes Mori if it's not working. You saw it against Seattle and all these games where it's like, hey, these players are not working for me. It's time to make a switch. And mm-hmm. that's what I like about him. He he it's like I'm not gonna stick, I'm not gonna force this situation to keep happening. I'm not yeah. gonna wait for the 75th minute. To make a change, I'm gonna make a change right now because it's just not working, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, I, I, I really. I think it, was, it was against uh, Portland where he made uh, two subs at the beginning of the second half, which is something really weird because we're not a, we we don't see that really often, and then by the seven seventy, I think it was the seventieth minute. Where he did another two shots when when Canales uh, got in. Again, he sees stuff or or his team sees stuff on the on the pitch, and they immediately address it. So that that really is a a, a, a new thing for us because we we're more used to the 
waiting to the 80, 80th minute to see if there's going to be any substitutions. And then you're asking a uh, 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 Rojas or Jordi Cortiza, here, you save us in, the, in 10 minutes. Exactly, <laughs> you know? yes. yes. Um, and also, now, I kind of want to... Other thing. Go ahead, before, go ahead. Before, before you, we go to something else, I, I want to do... I want to point out to that the substitutions made were not to defend the the advantage that you had on on the scoreboard. They were to try to keep on going. Yeah. So, like it, it wasn't like he 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 took out a Berterame and and subbed in I don't know uh, a center back. It was striker. Then striker, and then midfielder, midfielder, offensive midfielder, offensive. So it was really good yeah. to see that. And I kind of want to point out that he is—I don't know if this is just a, a philosophy of his—but he's putting in some kids to like be like, I'm not yeah. like, it, like in the past where it's like here five minutes, play out of position, just go out there and do something. You know, <laughs> yes. this now it's more like do something like, and I and I mean this in a good way, do something like create, score a goal, like. There's some kids that I've seen, like, they come in confident. Like, I don't know what's going on yeah, in practice. Yeah, 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 but yeah, they yeah. come in confident. They come in confident that they want to, that, I think, was it, I don't know if it was against Seattle, where one of the, I don't know which, I think it was the Lopez kid or somebody, I'm not sure which one, where he, where Funes Mori wanted the ball, but instead mm -hmm. he was going for the goal. I don't I think yeah. that was against, I don't know, no, that That's wasn't. Seattle. Or was yeah, that against Port? Like that was some. It was recently. I don't know. It was, it was in the league's yeah. cup. I don't remember who. Um, but it was like these kids are 19, 20 years old, and they're coming in like with confidence, and that's kind of what I like because I, I want them to come in and be like, okay, I want to make a difference. I'm like, especially with Donald, he's putting them in positions to succeed. Like we've talked mm -hmm. about in the past, they, um, whether it was Wusitich or somebody else. Um, putting them and be like, you're a forward, but you're asking me to defend, you know? No, you're, Thanos putting them in, like, here, you're an attacking forward or you're a winger. Attack, you know? It's not like, yeah. um, you know, and you see it. You see some of these kids coming in, and I like I liked that. I like seeing. Thought, Go ahead. I thought it was, it was only me who saw what you just said, like, the confidence. Like, you, you see them once they are in, on, on the actual pitch and you see them asking for the ball, you see them not afraid to try things. For instance, that Chespi Lopez kid, uh, he's like a, a wing uh, on the right and he was trying to do exactly what it is that he should be doing, which is trying to dribble, trying to have shots on target. That play, I, I remember it was him and it was Funes Mori. Like, Funes Mori, you can see on the on the, on the the broadcast that he was like, give me the ball, and he was like, no, thank you, boom. And he tried something different that you appreciate because you, again, you you said it best. And I think that we should point out that the reason why they have confidence, I believe, is because the coach is saying, you know what? You're you're a youngster, all right, perfect. But you you do all of this uh, dribbles and, and and whatever on the on the training camp. Just do that on the field. Just go in and do that. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of want 
I, I really hope, like I, I, we've talked about this in the past, but I hope, really hope Monterrey starts pulling out a lot of good young player, young Mexican players because Monterrey has the resources to be like, okay, I'm going to sign a Sergio Canales, but I'm also going to produce really good yes. young Mexican talents because you have the resources, you have the facilities. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that you produce uh, Tecartito Corona and then you got to wait a couple of years to have a Cesar Montes. And I mean like players that are like, can go to Europe. Like mm-hmm. these, 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 these guys have European potential. Mm-hmm. Monterrey should be doing that. Like, should produce two, and in like a five-year span, they should produce three or four players. So it's like, if they're on their game, they can probably they can go to Europe or something like that. And I, oh, and I really hope that this is the first step in putting these players in a position to succeed and asking them, hey, you're an attacking player, attack. And we're probably, and we're, let's go into the Berterami stuff because one player that they might count on if. They don't go, well, like I said, we'll talk about it right now, too. If they don't go out to the transfer window, one of the kids that's going to be counted on is going to be Ali, I think it's Ali Avali, a uh, mm-hmm. 19-year-old kid. He was, he played, I know he played against the Seattle, in, in the Seattle game. He got a, he got a, a really good uh, shoulder, I think it was a shoulder or elbow to the face that got the red mm-hmm. card from the player. So he got, a, <laughs> he got a welcome to the first team, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. moment there so uh, but he's going to be one of the players counted on and we're going to let's dive into the Bertrami stuff obviously got injured towards the end of the game against Portland obviously it, it, it looked serious he wasn't getting up and then you saw at the end of the game he was on he, he wasn't just walking on his power he, he had crutches and and then the more information comes out it's likely he's gone at least three months there's some outlets I saw ESPN report that he is pretty much done for the season uh, he won't be ready until uh, the Clausura 2024 season. Uh, what's your take on this? Do you think, A, do you think we see him again once, you know, towards the end of the season? Uh, do you think they should, you know, rush him to have him back towards the end of the season? Or do you either roll with what you got in Rodrigo Aguirre when he comes back in about two weeks and Rogelio Fusmori? And obviously, you got the Ali Avila kid. Uh, or do you go out into the transfer market, replace them? How big of a, you know, how, give me your initial thoughts. What, what were you thinking once you read the news? Okay, he's gone for three months. And then what do you think the club should do next? First of all, obviously, in shock. Because even though it looked bad enough on the actual footage, you kind of have the hope that because they're young players and this and that, that, that it's not going to be as, as bad. And then I saw a couple of media guys from Monterey say that, uh, that it was something to worry about. So that gave me even more hope because they usually won't. But uh, now that everything is out, having, to, to my knowledge, like, uh, a good source that I have, he says that uh, it is pretty much a done deal that he's not going to be here until next year, until uh, uh, next season, which is understandable because now that you see the actual um, injury and the, the average time that needs to heal and, and, and so on and so forth, you would be rushing something yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, because so, then you would bring him back. It would pretty much be either 
at the start of the Liga or maybe mm-hmm. like a match or two before that. And like you're pretty much jump, throwing him into the deep end of the pool and saying, help mm-hmm. us when mm-hmm. he has not played any games. And I would just, I would, for me, it would just be like, just let him, you know, let everything, obviously he's going to have surgery. I'm assuming this mm-hmm. week they haven't confirmed any date. I haven't read any date as to when he's going to have the surgery, but mm-hmm. he's going to have surgery. Obviously you got to wait a couple weeks for everything, the swelling, everything to go down. And then he can start begin. He can barely, he can barely begin in the rehab process, which mm-hmm. is, it's just its own timeline. And I would just feel like it, it would be rushing him too much to ask him to, to be ready by the time the Liga starts. It would just, I to, mean, me, to me. Yeah, of course. Now, now let's be clear on something. Like, there is a possibility for him to be naturally recover faster and when, just something that, that could happen. Right? Yeah, he's 24. That his body <laughs> reacts well or, or whatever. Yeah, so so he could be, but that's what, what I'm saying. Not Russian, but obviously if he is by his own terms healthier, obviously you could use him, but what I what what I have read and what I've been told it's that that we're not gonna see him and I hope that that means that they are considering that possibility that he could recover faster and even mm-hmm. then not rush him that I would applaud them to yeah. be honest because there's no need in regards of the actual future that he has at least on the club like he's he's he is pretty much. <laughs> What yeah. what is 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 his future? The uh, it, it's pretty much saying that he's gonna be the substitute, the natural substitute of Rogelio Funes Mori, which is not easy. But then again, he is called for greater things at this club, and uh, I don't think that losing one tournament could taint his legacy. Yeah, when he's, he returns, he he comes back and he's just he doesn't look right. Like like yeah. I said, you're asking him to to jump on a moving train mm-hmm. and be ready, you know. And I don't know if you're like I said, I don't know. They're gonna have to determine this. They're gonna have to like they have a few weeks, and we can get into it right now. The transfer window is still open until September first. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a couple of weeks. Do you, does does Monterrey decide? You know what, man. We're gonna we're gonna let you do your rehab. We're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna let you do. Just focus on that. Don't worry about this tournament. We rather have you 100% for the next tournament where we're gonna be playing multiple tournaments. You're gonna have the yes. Concacaf Champions Cup, and then you have the the Liga MX tournament. So mm-hmm. I'd rather you be ready, 100% ready to go once we start training for that. Yeah. I would I would I would I would. You know, at some point you gotta, they gotta think, okay, just be ready for that because that's when we're really gonna need you even more than, than right the, now. The the tough decision here, I don't think it, it it's uh, completely around Bertram, but it is because of that. I would. This is only my personal point of view, right? Then to be like disclaimer, right? I would go for another striker. Boring, obviously, I would do it because at the end of the day, you're gonna have that need 
And you and you kind of said it too. Like obviously you, you've speculated that they'll probably Funes Mori is going to be gone next mm-hmm. year unless they do a really surprising contract extension, which I don't know yeah. if they're going to do it. I don't and then Rodrigo Aguirre, to me, hasn't convinced me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it just pushes their timeline forward up. Like it, mm-hmm. it, rather than saying, we'll, we'll address it in, in the January transfer window, in the winter transfer window, well, now you're presented with, you got to go find a striker now because yeah. you only have two. And mm-hmm. one of them, and, and Funes Mori, doesn't seem to fit Dan Ortiz's system. You see, that's why he. I think it's been two or three games now that he's been he, that Dan Ortiz has taken him out, like at half, like right at the starting the second half, like really yeah. quickly. It's like, or he'll start on the bench. You know, it's just I don't know if he fits his system. I, I think is it time to just your timeline has been sped up, or it's like mm-hmm. find a striker that's going to fit your manager system. No. Um, Wait, one thing. Are you saying to let go of Funes Mori right now? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying find, I think okay, having those okay, two strikers, okay. you got to find okay. another one. Because you're, you, okay. if, you, if you want to keep Funes Mori, that's fine. But you, you can see that he just doesn't fit Dan Ortiz's. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, it, there's a reason why he hasn't. He, he, he's either come off the bench or is being pulled out mm-hmm. in the second half yeah. like, right away. There's a reason for that. It's not like oh, he's just doing it just to do it. It's just he doesn't fit his system. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. doesn't. I mean, don't, you can have them because they have experience. They, in, 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 you're going to need goals, and obviously you're going to have um, you know match days where it's like you play on the weekend, and then you play midweek. You play on the weekend, midweek rotation, obviously. But I feel mm-hmm. like you need to start finding this. You, I think the timeline has been sped up where it's like it, you got to find a striker that's going to. You're gonna go that you're gonna pair with Betterame going forward. That way, that way, I, I most definitely agree with. Like, I, I would, again, I would have them. I would. I would say this. This will also see if there, if there, if there's changes. Like, if there's really a different type of change with the new management. Because remember, when Jao Jao Rojas got injured against America, that was like mm-hmm. in January, right? Yeah. They still had like two weeks left. I remember two two weeks, about two and a half weeks. I remember that the that the January that the winter transfer window was still open, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't make a move. They were like Julio Lavino and everybody else was like, you know what, man? Our winger got injured. We're just gonna go whatever we got. This mm-hmm. would be something different than what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm. Again, I would seize the well, not again, but I was gonna say I would seize the. That that uh, advantage that the actual uh, rules of of both tournament tournaments, both uh, League Cup and Liga MX Cup uh, League, sorry, they they give you this opportunity of being the, the reason why he's being uh, discharged, so to speak. Uh, is is it's an injured, uh, really bad one. You can, you're able to bring another player, even though you're already at, uh, I think it's going to be Jornada Cuatro, I think, in La Liga. And the uh, League's Cup also gives you that, that, uh, that, that opportunity of being that the, the reason why it's an injury. You also are able to bring another player to sub in 
the the players that are registered. So, I mean, you still have three weeks, three long weeks to to look for a, a player. Now, I would, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go out of, of of the limb here and say what it is I know up until today. Mm-hmm. First, I know that there there's efforts now to bring in uh, Jesus Coron, right? Mm-hmm. So that that doesn't have to do with Bertrami's situation. That was because Moura didn't didn't Send choose to yeah. come here, right? So that that's that's one. Even though if you make that signing, right, the Tecatito one, that has nothing to do with the actual position. So you should, I mean, I would go for a forward like a forward. Right now, that it's not as you said. It, you're only speeding up the actual process because you were gonna do it. Like it's in the plans to go for forward. Now the Funes Mori is practically uh, ruled out of the next year's uh, team. So I would do it. I would take advantage that Berterame. You can just unregister him. Yeah, another guy, and then when it comes down to it next year, you just get rid of either one is money, money or like yeah. and that's it. Yeah, and I, I would take a, I would go even farther. I would go even farther. I would take advantage of the whole Pedro situation with San Paoli's team, like coach team, mm-hmm. and I would go just dead and throw millions at him, like just <laughs> 25. All right, let's go, Pedro. What's up? I would do it. I would. But, all right, this is not FIFA, I know. Yeah. It's not just something that you could do. But it is something that you could take that advantage. Even yeah, like, if, it, if it isn't Pedro, there's a lot of strikers that, that uh Yeah, there's, now, there's a couple of names that I've seen people throw out. Um, some of them that do make sense. Please don't say uh, Adam Barreiro. Please don't say Adam Barreiro. Please. No, 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 no. Um, Thank you. Santos Borre at, at Frankfurt. Um, I've seen Orlix throw that name out there. Obviously, these are just everybody spitballing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we don't, I mean, I know you don't like Willie, <laughs> Willie Gonzalez, but he said um, that the team is considering looking for a striker. So it's not like we're just spitballing here. And I know you don't like oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he said that he's considering. And I mean, you got three weeks. It's not like you, you got. Um, two days or three days, I would understand. Like, that's just impossible. You got no. three weeks to find it. I'm pretty sure they have targets in mind. It's not like, like you said, if, 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 if Funes Mori is out next year or they, they're, if they're going to begin the process in the winter transfer window, they're going to have names. They're going to have a list of names. You know, it's just, just put it like this. Put it like this. Don't, don't, we don't need to go that far. This is something that we know for a fact. There's six names already at Tatos Noriega's desk that have been contacted. And this is throughout the entire Canales Moda situation. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that it's known for the people who has information, obviously. Uh, two of them are strikers, like full-on strikers. One of them, it is Santos Borres. The other one, Nobody has a fucking idea who it is. I'm sorry to curse, but 
I I have tried my best to know who is the other one. I don't have a clue. And being the 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 position that I'm in right now, where pretty much everything gets leaked to me. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm able to say that that, that I have no idea who's the second one. But given the stature of players that I'm looking for, you can definitely count that that it should be something better. Now, to be to be perfectly clear. The of the the thing, the idea that I have right now is is this: you have uh, there's a difference between replacing Funes Mori and replacing Bertrand. There's a huge difference mm-hmm. because one is a consolidated player, your historical uh, score leader, uh, goal score leader throughout the entire history of your club. So obviously you're gonna look for something to that level, right? Mm-hmm. Even though there's people that don't like him or whatever it is, the case, the case may be, right? But but it is different to try to bring somebody because mm-hmm. the the way to approach it is not to replace Funes Mori, but to fill in for for Berterano, right? Yeah. So this is different in the... Uh, and it, I it, just wanted it, to say... And to be honest, I, I would go for a striker that's either playing in Brazil or in Europe, just because if you're going to have Sergio Canales feeding them the ball, mm-hmm. you want somebody who has that experience of, of that type of thinking. Mm-hmm. Like like that, that Sergio Canales will be thinking two or three steps ahead. So mm-hmm. you, yeah. that's why, to me, Santos Volga would make sense, because he's played at, at, at Frankfurt, won, a, won the Europa League uh, two, a year or two ago. Not too exact. So he has experience playing for a quality team in the Bundesliga, right? And also, and also in the case of Santos Borre, even though I don't like the fact that he's Colombian and I'm not being like Senegal or nothing, I just I have my I have enough. I have had enough experiences with Colombian <laughs> players. But, but all right. So taking that aside, that type of player. He's like light on his feet. He has a good definition. He's not the guy you're gonna use uh, on a one-on-one situation, like to 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 fight the defenders, right? You need one that is able to move across the entire uh, offensive uh, pitch side of the pitch, whether it's the left, the right, whatever it is, because Canales is gonna make you do that. He's, Canales is not the type of player that just does does this cross uh, over to the right or to the left. He's gonna have you use your feet. So you need one player like Bertram who's good at that, mm-hmm. right? So I would go for him. I would definitely go for him. But uh, but again, I, 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 to what to what I know. At this point, right now it's a Sunday. I think it's uh, August fifth, something like that. Uh, the the situation is that Monterey is going for two other players, yeah. um, players. I, I one. just I, I would prefer, like I said, I would prefer they get somebody that's either playing in Europe, or mm-hmm. has played in Europe, or plays in Brazil. Just yeah. because, like I said, Sergio Canales is going to be thinking differently, and I want mm-hmm. that player who comes over to be. On his level, 
or has mm-hmm. played with players on his level so he can know, okay, this is what he's going to do, he's going to do, and not grab someone from Ecuador, Colombia, or Argentina, yeah, and yeah. where it's like they have to, like, hold on, slow, slow this down for me. This guy's moving way too fast for me, you mm-hmm. know? And that's just my just my thing. Whether it yeah, happens, I, I really I really hope they go for a striker. You have enough time to find one. Um, and like you said, like you just said, they can unregister Bertarame and, and tell him, hey, you know what, man? Focus on your rehab. Wait for the rest of this year. Focus on your rehab. Get a hundred percent because once next year starts, we're gonna need you because we're gonna be in two tournaments. Mm-hmm. That's that's now, that's just, that's. Now that you just said that, it it brought, it brought something my mind. Remember uh, Doban Doban's uh, recovery? Yeah. Remember that, that uh, he was supposed to be out eight months, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, then, it was a full year. Yeah. So, but I remember vividly that uh, it was, I think, five months in and he was already doing uh, exercises exercises on the pitch. So we all assumed he was going to be back faster. But at the end of that actual moment, the club was the one who said, you know what, let's just wait until he's fully, fully recovered. So that, that would be my approach too with Bertram. And, and that, that's pretty much on, on being on the side of the player. Like, again, as you said, if he comes back and you throw him in at, I don't know the Jornada 17 or or even a quarterfinals, semifinals. You're putting a lot of hopes in somebody who hasn't played the entire tournament. So yeah. that's that's pretty much common sense, I would say, to yeah. to happen. Just wait it out to next year because you you can even tell them like next year I need you to to take all of this time because next year you're gonna be that guy. I'm gonna put all my resources. Yeah, because I'm, I'm assuming there's still a club or a cup, right? Like, um, yeah, like the, the the big one is in 2025. But I'm saying, like, Leon's gonna play the club or cup this year, right? Because that's what they're saying. Like, I don't. I think there's like a club, the small one that they still have. I'm mm-hmm. assuming the you know the big one will be in 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I I don't know, that's like they keep, Leon keep Leon keeps saying like Leon. I keep reading Leon fans are saying that they're gonna play the club or cup this year. You know, so I'm assuming. Well, That's I still, don't remember, but I think so. I, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if you win the 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 whatever the shit's called now, the Congress Champions Cup or whatever they're calling it now, <laughs> you know, yes. you're. I, I don't know. This whole shit's confusing with the Club World Cup. It's whatever. Either way, if it still has another one next year, if they have the small one still next year, mm-hmm. then you know, obviously, you know, hey guy, we're gonna need you to ready to go once the whole tournament's, you know, the whole. Champions mm-hmm. Cup starts next year. Be at 100% because you're really going to have to take over because it's going to be you and the guy we bring in to, you know, bat it a lot with your compliment, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I really hope they do what, what they did at Atletico San Luis where it was him and, and Nico Abanez complimenting each other. I really hope they that's what they do. Um, I just got a message just really quick, which I don't believe it, to be honest. But somebody's saying, like a Twitter guy, saying that uh, Monterey is trying to sign Diete Lopez from Tigres. No, I don't believe it. I really don't think so. I haven't seen anything related to that. And to I mean, be honest, he is on the market. Like he is linked to like Leo yeah, stuff, you I know. Mean, but I, I don't think he's gonna do that. Like, 
now just one thing that's the type of player that i want yeah like tight on his feet like he's able to score he's able to assist that type of play i'm not obviously i don't i'm not saying that i want that guy but i'm saying but that the quality that's the like that the, yes, the type of quality the only uh, thing that I would say against that is that I, that is not on Sergio Canales' level at all. Yeah, no, no, That's, no. To be honest, I'll say this: the the foreign players, I'm not buying from Liga MX anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I would not. I you saw where like Julian Quinones didn't show up against Columbus. Um, <laughs> didn't didn't do. I mean, his goal caught caught offside by um by um against the Chicago Fire, but it's mm-hmm. like I he was the best one in the league. You know, mm-hmm. so I would um, be like any foreign players. I'm looking outside the league. I'm mm-hmm. not buying inside league, inside of Mexico. I would, yeah. I would rather go outside. You can uh, even do this. You can even do this because of the actual market that we are under. Liga MX. You can sell. You can easily sell Rodrigo Aguirre in about six to eight million and with that money only that money you can go to brazil and get and get a a, a youngster that's worth that and that's going to be a lot more helpful yeah. or look at the canales situation canales situation like cost wise it was under 10 million so if you can get a guy like that for that money you can use that in your advantage like Sale here, of course, yeah, because they're gonna pay big bucks here. Yeah, yeah. But um, buy here. Yeah, yeah. For the same reason. Like you said, you like Julian Quinones was the best foreign player in Mexico, and you saw against, like I said, you saw against Columbus, Mm -hmm. (laughs) show up against Chicago Fire. Yeah, he had his goal called back, but after that, you know, didn't score any goals. So I would just would like Tato Noriega to always. by outside when it comes to foreign mm-hmm. players, and I hope yeah. he does that. Uh, but I want to ask you, give me your gut, your gut feeling, just by either information, you know, or just common sense, because sometimes these stuffs are common sense, like we've just talked about it. You have three weeks to to find a, a striker. You can easily unregister um, Bertrame and tell him, hey, just focus on your rehab for the rest of the year. Come back ready to go, because we're going to need you for, for the two tournaments that we're going to be in next year. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what what do your guts say? Do you think Monterrey gets another striker, or do you think they roll with what they got? Based upon the solely on the fact that this is a new management, I'm gonna go ahead and get wet here and say that most definitely they're gonna bring another player. Like I have no no doubts in my mind because of what they're selling to me, right? Because what they did, because what they try to do with Moda, with what they did with Canales, they are thinking outside the box and they are seeing the necessities of the actual team. So now that the circumstances have turned this way, I would definitely get that we're gonna see maybe not that huge signing as Canales, but but definitely some somebody from outside of Liga MX and uh, who has a, a already has been a who has a, a established career and a name and stats behind him 
I would definitely say that uh, we, but not we, but they are gonna uh, bring somebody else. And and as I said before, I don't know if in English says it's said the same, but I always say think plural, not singular. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it. Because again, the Corona situation, Eric Sanchez situation. And now this, which is new because of Pertanamnes injury, injury um, I would say that, that yeah, we, we're we're not even close to 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 closing that 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 signing department just yet. So, so last thing, um, really quickly, you, you don't have to go into explanation. Who wins the uh, Classic Order Hill in? Uh, in League's Cup. This is the first time they're facing each other in an international tournament since um, the uh, 2019. Wait, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 2019, right? 2019 mm -hmm. or 20, yeah, 2019. Um, Concacaf Champions League. It's been so long. It's been a while. Uh, the the Concacaf Champions League final. Uh, Monterrey wins or Tigres wins. What, what what's your prediction? You don't have to go into detail. Just give me your prediction here. All right, I. Don't have to, but I will. <laughs> not not to to an extent, but just I'm gonna say the Royals will win, and I'm gonna say why I think that. Just really quick. If this was Liga MX, I would be more concerned because uh, the most recent results. But given that this is an international tournament, which we are known for excelling at that and they are known for doing exactly the opposite just just a bomb at the end of the day whether they want to chant to the entire world that they lose a final on libertadores and a final on the world cup and a final and i can go on right given that it's just because of the situation the, the there's a certain dna that's that is embedded in, in, in certain clubs, certain players, which lets me to believe that we're gonna win. I'm not saying that we're gonna blow them up, blow them out, I'm sorry. But uh, a good one nil, two one. I, yeah, I, that's I, what I'm expecting. I'm yeah. yeah. So Monterey wins one nothing, two one. What what's your score prediction? I would say the I like I like better one nil. Yeah, because that would make them really mad. That's <laughs> awesome. That's and awesome. who? And if okay, if Monterey advances, who do they face? I'm gonna get you on here too. Do they face um, uh, Carlos Vela and LAFC? That oh my god, they kicked Juarez ass seven one. It was I saw that that second half and it was just a beatdown. Um, <laughs> do they yeah. beat? Do they face them? Or do they get an? Uh, or does uh, RSL get uh, their second tie or second chance at revenge? Uh, who wins that game for you? For if, if you have Monterrey advancing to the quarterfinals, who do you think wins, RSL or um, LAFC to face Monterrey? I, I, I really think they are uh, solid. Uh, so you're going with the upset because they're playing in, in LA. No, like, but but as a team, like as a team. Mm -hmm. Because LFC is just relying on Carlos Vela. That's pretty much it. And uh, uh, 
<laughs> I mean, I know, right? But even though we we had a now that we had a, a match and we pretty much blow them the fuck out, uh, I saw traces of why they are at the top of the league of the MLS league. So I I sincerely think that they if they they uh. If there's a team that could beat LAFC, it's definitely Salt Lake. And well, okay. at the end of the day, whatever of those teams, whoever of those teams wins, we have to beat them if yeah. we are yeah. obvious, right? But I would, I would much rather beat Carlos Vela because of everything that is uh, on the line there. But uh, my sense says to me that uh, it's more. Uh, it's more of a probability that 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 RSL wins over. Yes. LFC. Yeah, uh, I, I I have to refer. Like, I, they have to come here. Like, they have to finally play. I live <laughs> in a city with two MLS teams, and none of them seem seem to ever play in Monterrey. So, so I <laughs> this is the closest I've ever been. So, if Monterrey wins, I have to be pulling for LAFC to win, yeah, just so I can go um play and and, and LA, I've, I've been to the, to the stadium it's a pretty cool atmosphere and like i said it's in downtown la it's i would always prefer Monterrey playing at lafc just because it's it's in downtown closer to a lot of things um and, and i would like to i would like to play it, it would be a nice matchup against carlos vela um good thing to ask you go ahead what do you what do you think the attendance uh would be the ratio I think, that would, I think that would be higher. I mean, if they were, if they sold that stuff out for uh, Leon, and I'm assuming this is going to be a weekend, like a Friday. Yeah, it is. It's going to be. I, I, I would. I, I saw the Juarez one. It was midweek, and it's Juarez, and it's. It's. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Juarez. Like, how many people are going to be like, "Yeah, I'll go on a." I think they played on a Wednesday. I believe they played on a Wednesday. It's like how many people are going to be like, "Yeah, man, I'm going to stay up late or you know go watch." you know because <laughs> there was there were some empty seats you know there were some empty because i saw the game there were some empty seats but if you're asking me they're going to play against monterey one of the biggest clubs you know in, in the best club in Concacaf, on a friday night friday saturday night it's mm -hmm. it's going to be packed i would assume i would assume it's going to be packed you know and it's going to be a good atmosphere i would know that for a fact you know but i would i i'm 99 percent i'm 90 sure there's going to be at least better attendance than what, what they had at Juarez just because it would be on a Friday, Saturday, um, mm -hmm. depending on how they schedule all that stuff. But yeah, I, it would be better. And I like I said, I, I want them to play finally here. So it's I have to root for both of these things to win. All right. So I can, yeah, yeah. So I can finally see. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Unless you want to add anything else. Just a quick shout out to all my rompistas, almost... Uh, we are on the verge of 32K. Uh, I remember when we started to do this podcast, and I usually ended up that way. I w we were talking about, if I'm not mistaken, I was on the line of 16K. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh huh. So this has been a long way to, to the 32K. And now that... Mm, what I'm about to tweet right when we end this podcast, it will go up even even more. But uh, shout out to all of them. Shout out to everybody who listens, who shares, who comments. Uh, I see that 
that a lot of the talking about this podcast is uh, more so on the WhatsApp chats that I have, that I'm a part of. I will get you in on, on, on one of those. And because uh, there's a there's people who actually listen yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and like debate. Okay, last thing, last thing. I don't want to take up too long. But the, the two things. We have a website. I don't think I've, I think I started the website after the la our last podcast. Yes. And two, awesome. the fucking team finally has an English account. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two things, two things. It's, it's, it's finally, the, the, we started this thing and I started this thing in 2019, the Twitter account, podcast, everything. It took them 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, four and a half years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what, what, you know what they, their response was when I said it to them, like just a couple of weeks that they started the, the account, I, I literally told them, like, find a fucking lead. And they laughed first and they said, Why you worry about? We already had Rayel's 90. Fuck you, bro. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's fans doing what you should be doing, bro. But yeah, it is, it is what it is. I'm, I really am glad that finally they, and, and I've seen the content and it's not nothing like, like the Spanish account. Like they're more so, engaged on actually yeah. I, yeah i think they're trying to engage with the audience and i feel like yeah. they're trying to like I, not just like i said it's easy to just be like oh let me just grab the mexican-american audience oh, or the yeah, mexicans that can speak english here mm -hmm. in in the u.s let me grab the american that is a rsl fan but saw monterey kick their team's ass or a Seattle Sounders fan that saw them kick their team's ass or whoever, you know, Portland, whatever. It's just shit like that. And I really hope, you know, that, that they, and I like that they, it's just Monterrey on that Twitter account. Like it's the, it's the women's and the English team. So if you come mm -hmm. for the women's team, we're going to hit you over the head with the men's team. If you come for the men's team, we're going to hit you over the head with the women's team, you know? And I like that. I like that. It's just. Now, have you noticed, I, This is something that I noticed because of my professional development that I I have. Uh, I want to say that I have a full understanding of the American culture. So I noticed it. I don't know if you agree that the the account in English is more so uh, taking that into account. Like mm -hmm. it's not, as you said, it's not that they are doing let's say memes that we we as mexicans know mm -hmm. they they are showing things they are posting things that are completely related to the american uh audience what i like is american that just audience. not copying and pasting what they say in the spot mm -hmm. like i like they, they'll, 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 they'll paste like the videos same thing like stuff like that photos okay that's cool but like mm -hmm. the 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 language not i'm not i don't want to say like oh, oh it's english and english The, how would I say it? It's language is not the right word, but the personality, I guess, lack of a better word, personality. It's just not copying and pasting what they do on mm -hmm. the Spanish one to the English. Because mm -hmm. you can see sometimes in, in Twitter accounts that are bilingual, they'll do the same things. Good ones allow the, the uh, one language to flourish and connect with that language, and then they'll do the other one. You know, like I, I mm -hmm. see the, the, um, The, the the Mexican national team Twitter comes when they tweet in English and Spanish. It's 
it's it's it's it's sounds a little bit the same you know so i like that monterey is doing this just completely different and i like the content that they're doing in terms of like those videos where they'll bring out people who are either from monterey that now live in the u.s or mm -hmm. or just have parents or just they're just a fan of the club whatever for whatever reason yeah. like those types of shits that, that that's really good fucking content like i like that shit yeah. like like not to like yeah. toot their own horn but like it's they've really kind of like started let's make our own content you know it's not a us tv or it's, it's not mm -hmm. the same things that they would do let's and i hope they keep doing that let's they just would. let's keep doing our own content like that let's just differentiate let's just do something different whether it works or not, that's that's not you know, some shit's some shit's gonna gonna succeed and some it's not. It's all about just trial and error. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I like I like reading like, oh, okay, why is this person a fan? Like that's some really cool stuff that that this league's cup. Whatever you want to think about it, it, that's some really cool stuff that that I really like and, and I hope yeah. they keep doing that and I hope the, yes, the, the the English account keeps succeeding, and you know we'll see we'll see yeah, how long. Shout out to the to the CMs of of, um, of both accounts, but yeah. uh, I I know for a fact that there there's it's not the same person for for both, mm -hmm. which helps a lot. And the the people behind the one on on the let's say the the, the English account, it's people who are much more ingrained with the with the actual language and the the. The slang, if you yeah, wanna, that's that's why like, like that. that's why I said it doesn't sound it doesn't look like they're just copying and pasting what they're mm -hmm. putting the Spanish one to the English one, like yeah. the, it's the same like videos and stuff like that. But the language, the tone, the tone. There you go. That would be the right word. The tone is just completely different, and then that's a good thing. Uh, yes. Shout out to Patrick. Patrick is doing. I would ask him to join, but uh, he's covering the Women's World Cup, and I don't know why. It, that thing is in the middle of the night. When I'm yeah. working, and I don't know what type of so he's tweeting in the middle of the night sometimes. So it's the, like, the funny part is it is it sounds so much as Patrick like <laughs> something that only him would do is is, is that like covering yeah. the work. It, yeah, he's, he's working for Telemundo. He's working for Telemundo. I know you told me about it, and um, but he yeah, I'm not. I was gonna text him. Hey, do you want to talk about? I'm pretty sure he he has some stuff to say, but uh, like he's. Working in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, the, the, whole, the thing is in New Zealand. The thing is in New Zealand, Australia. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Pat. I'm, I mean, he's on on a couple of chats with me and, and WhatsApp. And whenever, whenever, whenever I insult him, is when he appears. Like if I say nice thing about him, he's always ignoring me. But whenever I call him like the seven foot weirdo. <laughs> He always, he always comes to in line and says uh, something back. I, I uh, love that guy. Oh, I love that guy. I'm going to get him back. What's the Women's World Cup is over and once Monterrey, um, whether, I, I think I'll do something with him, like once the transfer window is closed and we'll, whether Monterrey brings in another striker or not. But, um, but yeah, uh, follow the podcast, uh, follow the Twitter account. I think that I'm at close to 8,000 uh, nice. followers. Uh, if you listen to this on Apple, Spotify, give it a thumbs up, um, yes. just so more people can find it. Um, and share it. A, a share disclaimer. It, share it, a disclaimer. Share, go ahead. Just really quick. I know that this is not necessary, but I am not the one behind Rayal's 90 yes, account. I have nothing to do with whatever this guy posts. I 
I do retweet it. I do engage with the account, but I'm not behind yes. it. Some so, people think you're just talk, uh, you're talking to yourself. Yes, they <laughs> always put that meme, like the Spider-Man meme. Yes. Yeah, they always do that. So I'm not that the, the, the guy in charge of that account, so please stop doing yes. it. When you, reply, when you reply to my tweets or I reply to your tweets, people are thinking you're just talking to yourself, but that's not the case. <laughs> exactly, um, right? But but yeah, um, yeah, this podcast was needed. I know we went over the hour, like we're always trying to make this an hour, but we always overgo it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit that we needed to talk to to, 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 yeah. to digest. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we'll try to do this, like I said, uh, towards the end of the, once the transfer window closes and whether Monterey makes another move or not, uh, I'll be sure to have Pat. Uh, but yeah, appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening.